Hello everyone, I'm Sandy Caldwell and welcome back to Quilt Cabana Corner. This is episode 39. So, did you miss me? I was gone, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you know I was gone, but after episode number 38, my intention was to record a final farewell episode as my plans to continue with the podcast. Um, well, I just decided not to continue with the podcast. What I decided was that it was too much really to keep up with the blog and the tweeting and the Facebooking and, and all of that. And I think what it boiled down to is I was just kind of burnt out over the summer. I didn't get a lot of quilting done. I think I lost my quilt mojo. Pretty sure I lost it, but I've definitely found it again. And also a factor of deciding not to podcast was the cost of it. Um, for those of you who don't know, it does cost money to produce a podcast and have it out there for everyone. And it was costing me about $100 a year to keep up with the podcast. And I just felt like maybe I wasn't getting enough out of it. I wasn't podcasting enough, whatever. Um, so a week or two ago, I guess maybe it was last week, I decided to contact Podbean and see if I could negotiate with them, at least to get back to my old rate, um, which was like a non-professional podcasting rate, blah, blah, blah. So long story short, they were able to let me continue the podcasting for $36 or $33 or something, way better than a hundred bucks. So that's what I'm doing and I'm back and I will have to watch how often I podcast because my plan now has a little bit lower data, uh, but that should be all right. I usually really was only getting to podcasting about one time a month anyway. So welcome back. I'm sorry that I didn't even get to post a farewell episode because what happened was that my account was up for renewal and I was away in Disney and when I came back school started for the girls and we were very busy and I didn't even realize that the whole thing had expired anyhow. So that is the whole long sad story that has a happy ending because we're going to continue just as if we had never left. So one thing that I did not get to announce on my farewell episode, of course, was about the um, fall postcard swap. So the fall postcard swap is in full swing. People had let me know uh, through Twitter, basically, whether they wanted to participate or not. And we have a nice group of people who are doing it. And we're all diligently working on our postcards and getting ready to mail them. <coughs> For anyone who's not doing that and should be. And... This will be the final postcard swap. We started last fall, I believe. We had a holiday one, and then we did a, a winter and a spring. I think we skipped the summer because everybody was busy, and now this is the fall final one. Which means we can either just let it be the final postcard swap, or if there is interest, we can do another round of postcard swaps. Or we can wait until the new year and try something different. And I was thinking maybe a potholder swap or a mug rug swap. I think the potholder swap would be kind of fun. There are so many great blocks. It really would just be like one block or whatever you want to do applique wise. Same thing as the postcard swap. No rules. We're not fussy. Just have fun with it. And I don't know. It would either be potholders sort of seem to come in a pair of two. So... 
maybe two pot holders. The set for everyone, I think that would be nice. We could um, we could leave it up to our partners to decide a color theme for it, or we could ask for what color theme you might want so that it would go with your kitchen. So let me know what you think of that. Let me know if you want to do that. You can let me know at S-E-W-S-A-N-D-I-E eight is in the number eight at yahoo.com you can leave me a comment on the podcast you can leave me a comment on the blog so yeah think about it let me know what you want to do or maybe you're all swapped out that's fine too so moving on i guess we'll start with my news of which there is plenty it seems like all of a sudden i'm so busy right now which is great because it keeps the creativity flowing and i had we'll start with what's going on um magazine wise in the autumn issue of Quilter's World magazine, my Fall Jubilee Bed Runner was featured there. And I'm actually looking at it on my bed right now. And it's so pretty. So if you have that magazine, open it up and see if you can find it. You can change the colors to something for winter or spring using the same pattern. And this particular bed runner fits nicely over my king size bed. If you wanted to make it smaller, you could just take a few blocks off the end. So that's Quilter's World, and I also found out that my block is going to be included in 100 blocks again, which means I get my fourth mug. Yay! So I need to have you all over for coffee. I'll have to get a few more mugs perhaps, but uh, for those of you who don't know, that's that's your payment basically for being in 100 Blocks magazine. You get paid with a lovely, lovely 100 blocks mug. And it has a little photo of every block that's included in that issue of the magazine. So I'm super excited to be included with them again. And I have sent off my next submission for the next round already. I'm hoping they received it because I got an email saying, are you sending us one? Because we didn't get it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I mailed that to you last week. So hopefully they've got it because it was a cute one. And also coming up soon, I think this week perhaps, I will be the featured designer on the Quilt Woman blog. And it's going to be an interview with me about my creative process for designing patterns and some tips for organization and whatnot. So when that comes out on the blog, I'll be sure to post the link where everybody can see it. I'm very excited to be part of that also. And I have also put together a trunk show and lecture for local quilt guilds. Up to this point, I've not done anything like that. And it just felt like it was time. It feels like it's time to get myself out there more. Maybe perhaps market myself a little bit better. I'm a shy person, so that makes it difficult for me. But I need to just do it. And also, I'm going to be um, vending some shows. I'm in the process of putting together some marketing materials to send out to area quilt guilds. So if you are in the East Bridgewater, Massachusetts surrounding area, and you would like me to come present my lecture, which is called Mission Possible. I had to think about that for a second because I haven't seen the slides in a little while. I was working on it all last week. If you would like me to present this lecture and slideshow and perhaps a demonstration on fusible uh, quilts, please give me uh, an email or leave me a comment. 
Um, you can get in touch with me in a variety of ways, which we will discuss at the end of the podcast. So basically, that lecture is about my journey in quilting and um, enough information to make everyone dangerous. How to start a podcast, how to start a blog, how to get your website going, uh, steps that you can take to submit to magazines, and um, the process with having the book published and all of that. So. I think it would be very interesting for people to hear, even if it's something that you might never do, you might be interested in just knowing what the process is, or if it's something that you were thinking about doing, maybe this will just give you the catalyst to take it one step further that, you know, a regular person who does not have a computer science degree, in fact, I have a hotel restaurant management degree, um, can do these things. And you don't have to be a graphic designer or anything like that to start up a little pattern business. So. That is the lecture. So let's see my list. I've got a little list running here. I went to the Herring Run Quilt Guild in Norwell. I went to their quilt show two weeks ago with my mom and Kim Pratt, who is at Kim Jane Quilts on Twitter. Little shout out to Kim. I've had the absolute pleasure of attending that quilt show with Kim and meeting her sister, who's also a designer. And then the following week having lunch with Kim. So Kim lives right in my town. And I'm happy to say that we're, we didn't waste any more time uh, getting to meet each other. She's a sweetheart and I'm so glad to have had the chance to meet her and talk with her and uh, perhaps do some more things. So little shout out to you, Kim. But the Herring Run Quilt Show was a very nice quilt show. It was like a small to medium size. They had several vendors. As I mentioned, Kim's sister was one. She is Quilt Lily, if you're ever looking for some really cute patterns. She's got patterns to sell, and she also runs some retreats in the New York area. And they had a, a, a little sandwich bar. You could go up and have a sandwich made and some desserts. And they had a beautiful raffle quilt. And they also had, oh, just so many baskets to raffle off filled with all kinds of things. And one basket, of course, had 116 fat quarters in it, which Kim's sister, Karen, won. So I was hoping I would win it, but she won it. That's just as good. It went to someone we know. And yeah, it was a lovely show. And the quilts were so pretty. And, you know, every type of quilt represented it. They had a really cute, I keep thinking about it. It was a mosaic quilt and it was a dog. It was a picture, of, I think it was a golden retriever. It was so cute. Just stuck with me for all you golden retriever lovers out there. You would have uh, loved this one. So I couldn't take photos though. It, it actually said that we could take photos, but we couldn't do any, couldn't really post them anywhere. So I took a few for my own sake, but that was that was about it. So also on my list is to tell you about New England Quilt Supply. New England Quilt Supply is a quilt pattern fabric distributor that turns out is 15 minutes from my house. And I took a field trip over there last week because along with my patterns, I'm also going to be offering some notions that you would use to make the patterns and I wanted to set up a wholesale account. So I went over there and I couldn't quite even figure out how to get in the door because the sign was small. But man, when I walked in, this place was three full floors 
of like floor to ceiling, every fabric you could think of, every notion, every book I think ever written. And the friendliest staff, they were so great there. And they gave me a nice tour, showed me all around, told me what their expectations are because they do they do welcome people to just come in off the street. You don't have to order online from them if you live locally, which is great because it saves you on shipping costs. <clears throat> but they also don't want you just running in there for like, oh, I ran out of red thread. So the rule basically there is that you have to have a minimum $200 wholesale order, which they will bend the rules on that a little bit if you're almost there. And also, like for rotary cutters and mats and stuff, you have to buy in multiples of three. So having walked in there for the first time in my life and being completely, totally overwhelmed, I didn't purchase anything, but I brought home their catalogs to look through. And I'm starting to highlight items that I think people might be interested in when I'm vending and they purchase a pattern. So... They do have a website, and you can go on and look. It's Again, it's called New England Quilt Supply, and it's in Pembroke, Mass. So that was really exciting to go in there. Um, sorry, that's my phone going off. It's sitting here next to the computer. Uh, yeah, so now I've lost my train of thought, but New England Quilt Supply, great stuff. Had a blast. Can't wait to go back, and I will go back once I know what I'm going to order. And then I'll be ready to vend. So, like I mentioned, my next step for vending now is to find places to vend. A lot of these shows, of course, already have their vendors booked for the remainder of this year. So I'll have to just look to vend for next year. And I also have to watch the cost on the vending. Some of these places are very expensive to vend at. So you need to make sure that you can make back your money that you've put out. So, enough about that. Moving on, I will also be teaching a workshop for my guild members at our winter free workshop, which is held in January, and it is where members teach other members a technique or something new, and they're looking for teachers, and for the past two years, I've talked myself into teaching something and then talked myself immediately out of teaching something. So this year I'm going to do it. I'm all signed up. I'm working on my supply list and I'll be doing a morning workshop and an afternoon workshop. And we will be making two of the mini quilts from my third seasonal trio pattern. So hopefully they will go home either with the two finished mini quilts or two mini quilts that are well on their way to easily being finished up at home. And I think that that is all of my Sandy news. That was a lot. Sorry to bore you with all that. Oh, one more thing though. I'm going to try to get back to doing the newsletter. I know a few of you have recently signed up for a newsletter that's pretty much non-existent. I used to do the newsletter and then it just kind of dropped off. So I will, I will be back to doing that. It might be a quarterly thing, maybe. It's on my list. I have a lot of things on my list, can you tell? So let's talk about books. Let's talk about what I'm reading and what I've read. In the last month, I have read The Orphan Train by Christine Baker Klein, I believe is the name. And that is about the orphan trains that really truly did exist out in the Midwest, uh, the early part of the century, last century. Um, and this book has been around for a while. I've seen it at Target at least for a year, maybe two. 
and we it we in my book club had talked about reading it and then we didn't and then finally we said let's just pick that book and read it well it was very very good it is about it's a it's a story that's told from two points of view one is from the rider of an orphan train someone who was an orphan and it's her story but it intertwines with the second person's story which is a teenage girl named Molly and she is a child who's been bounced around from foster home to foster home without really much luck at finding caring people who aren't just in it for the money. So she ends up meeting the orphan train rider whose name is Vivian and they become friends and it's just a very nice story about how their lives are intertwined really in two different two different times and it's really just made more interesting knowing that this type of thing really did exist in fact I think there were 200,000 orphans that were moved that way and basically what would happen was it was people would come from Italy and Ireland and they would immigrate over here but they didn't have the means to make a life for themselves and their families and oftentimes they were living in squalor, they were destitute, and they would place their children up for adoption. Or, uh, in this case, um, you know, like the parents died. So, these children would be placed in an orphanage in New York, and then they would be moved out shortly after on a train. The train would pull up to some city in the Midwest, and anyone who was interested in adopting a child would just show up and look the kids over and take one home. Sadly, though, they, a lot of them weren't taking them home because they wanted to love a child. They were taking them home because they needed someone to help with the cooking, the cleaning, the sewing, or be a farmhand. And it's just a heartbreaking story of how these kids ended up. Very sad. And if they weren't chosen in one city, they would get back on the train and have to go to the next city. And then eventually, if nobody chose them, they would have to just be sent back to New York. So... A, a very engaging story. I think you would like it if you read it. I also read The Art of the Handwritten Note by Margaret Shepherd, And this is a small gift type book. Oh, sorry. Hold on one second. Sorry about that. This is a small gift type book that I found when we were at a wedding down in Newport, Rhode Island last month. And it is all about how when you are writing a note, how much it means to that person who receives it and what a nice thing it is to do to actually send a handwritten note and how the art of it has kind of died out with the advent of text messages and email messages and, and all of that. But it's just a beautifully written book, makes you want to run out and buy a nice box of stationery and handwrite all your Christmas cards and all of that. So... Um, so I picked it up and I enjoyed reading it and I did send out some handwritten notes this month. So I also picked up The Handmade Marketplace by, oh, I think it's Katie Chapin, Carrie, Ch Carrie Chapin. And this is in its second printing. It's updated and revised and it has like online strategies from successful crafters who have their own businesses and sell on Etsy and whatnot. And it's really just a nice guide to, you know, how to sell at a show, 
how to get your website going, basically all the stuff that I'm talking about in my lecture, but she goes way more in depth with it all than, than I would. So after I had gotten that lecture together, it was interesting to pick this book up and hear it all from someone else's perspective. And um, if anybody is thinking of doing something like that, you might want to pick this book up too. It's from Story Publishing and it was $16 and I got it at Barnes & Noble. So I'm also currently in the middle of reading The Last Anniversary by Leanne Moriarty and that is very good so far. I'm only about halfway done. I purchased that as a book to read on the bus for our New York trip. Lindsay Lear and I went with the dance company to New York City this weekend. We had a fabulous time, a really fabulous time. We saw and did so much and I knew it was going to be a long bus ride. It was supposed to be about four hours. It ended up being about six hours each way. So I was glad to have my Sasha Co project with me and this book by Leanne Moriarty. It's, it's very good so far. I'm not going to talk about it now because I haven't finished it, but it's very good. And I'm also reading um, the Benny, Brenny, I can never say her name right, Brenny Brown books. She is a researcher on vulnerability and she has uh, Daring Greatly is her latest book, The Gifts of Imperfection, and something titled, I thought it was just me, but it isn't, or something. So uh, it's a book about finding your courage and taking steps forward and daring greatly and getting in the arena and doing your thing and not worrying about whether somebody else thinks it's good enough. It's basically, you know, getting away from being a perfectionist to becoming a this is good enoughist, in her words. So that is what I'm reading this month, which is a lot. I've got several books going at one time, which has been a little confusing, but I always have something good to read, so I really don't mind that. And I think that is almost all that I have to talk about today, other than, oh, I should talk about my projects. Okay, let's talk about my projects, and then I wanted to tell you about something I saw in Nancy's Notions that sounds like an excellent Christmas gift for everybody. And it's in the new catalog. Nancy's Notions just came yesterday, fall 2014, on page four, and it's a light. Now my sewing studio itself is bright. But my ironing board area, which is in my bedroom, very dark, which is not good for someone who does fusible applique. I need to be able to see where I'm fusing. And the area where I have my featherweight down in the dining room is also very dark, not great lighting. So this is a, it's, oh, I'll read you the description. It's a light, basically. It says, keep pure bright light at hand on tabletop or mounted above your workstation. This battery-operated convertible lamp features 12 LED lights and can rotate 360 degrees. It's the perfect size for stockings. It's about 10 inches long, but you can open it. It, it has a tripod attached to it, so you can basically you can hold it in your hand, you can mount it on a wall, or you can open the tripod legs for hands-free light, and it's $12.00 the cordless multi-use LED lamp. So I'm definitely going to get this because I would like to have a portable lamp that I could carry back and forth between the dining room and my ironing station. So there were lots of nice things in this Nancy's 
um, catalog as they're getting ready for Christmas sales and stuff like that. Worth taking a look at if you have it. I also got the new Wintertime Keepsake Quilting Catalog, which always has beautiful things in it as well. So take a look at those. All right, let's talk about projects I'm working on. I have some fun stuff coming up that I'm working on. Interesting, my husband works with a woman whose husband goes to shows like Comic-Con and different comic book things. He sells, this just sounds so weird to say, I'm not a comic book type person. He sells items that have to do with Transformers, the cartoon Transformer thing, and he sells like Batman and Iron Man and Superman type items. So my husband was talking to this woman um, at work with my questions for her, she's a paralegal, about how her husband accepts credit cards because I didn't have a credit card swiper for my phone to vended shows. So of course, you know, all this, you just get more and more and deeper and deeper into discussion. Greg about my business and, and her about her husband's business. So she's offered they have offered to take some handmade items made with these fabrics of superman and transformers and stuff to his shows and to sell them now this is not something i ordinarily would think to do but i think there is a good chance of the items being sold and it would be a nice little diversion so i'm making some backpacks and some purses and stuff and as she says, the geeky girls and women go crazy for, I guess, Hello Kitty and My Little Pony and, and all the stuff. So it's really out of my realm, but I think it'll be fun to make some items and we'll ship them to her and her husband can uh, sell them at his table. So I'm working on that. I'm still working on the Lindsay Art Quilt Project, which is taking up all the room on my design wall. And that's the one where it's Susan Carlson's method, basically of gluing a mosaic of different colored fabrics together and creating a art quilt of a photograph. So I have a photograph of Lindsay when she was young and it's, I've posted it on the blog several times. So that's still in process. I haven't done much on it since the summer, but I need to get back to that. I'm also working on getting a new pattern. It's um, a really cute one, Mr. and Mrs. Snowflake, and it's almost ready to go to Quilt Woman for testing and uh, to be part of what I sell there. So I'm working on that. I'm also working on an hourglass quilt, which I'm making with a modal air cake. And I think the official name of it, the pattern, is like easy as pie layer cake quilt. It's basically an hourglass quilt. That's all it is. So that is my project for On the Featherweight. And I have all of the hourglass blocks made. And I just need to sew them together into rows. I just finished up the Christmas Advent Calendar Raffle Quilt that my mother and I worked on for the church fair. And I got that delivered this week. I also got my postcard in the mail for the postcard swap. And I'm also working on sending out some quilts that I designed in EQ7 to some magazines. I haven't actually made the quilts yet, but I'm going to send the sketches and see if I uh, can get those in somewhere. If not, I will be making the quilts and I will be turning them into my patterns because they came out rather nice. And I'm also working on a new book proposal. 
which I haven't gotten that far with, but that's my project, hopefully with the deadline of March, and that will be about 10 projects in a small type book, similar to what I had with Leisure Arts with Little Quilts for Big Occasions. And that is all that I'm working on, and I feel like, you know what, that's enough. And also, I'm working on, um, Leah would like me to make her an Elsa costume. Elsa is, of course, from Frozen. And Leah has this very beautiful, very blonde hair that she wears very long and can put in that same type of braid. She'll make a great Elsa. The little girls um, who live across the street next to us are going to go as Anna. And the other one is going to go as either Sven or Kristoff, not sure which. But Leah didn't want me to order a costume from Amazon, which is, of course, the first thing that I wanted to do was just order it and be done. She didn't want that. She'd been on Pinterest, and she wants to sort of hobble together her own do-it-yourself costume. So we went to Joann's yesterday, and they had a display that was all just shiny, beautiful, blue, blue-green fabrics to make Elsa costumes. All the work done for me. Just went and picked out something for the cape, something for the skirt, and something for the bodice. I got a really pretty blue brocade. And actually, those pictures will be on the blog today because I was going to put those up along with my comic book fabric. So you can see all that on the blog after I get this um, podcast up and going. So, all right, now I think I'm officially done talking. I really am. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for coming back to listen to me, even though you may or may not have known that I was gone. But I missed you guys and I missed talking and... I was back to talking to talking to myself in the car, so I knew I really had to make a move back to doing the podcast. So here is where you can reach me. You can reach me by email, S-E-W-S-A-N-D-I-8, as in the number 8, at yahoo.com. You can reach me on my website, www.quiltcabanapatterns.com. You can reach me on the blog, which you can link to from the website under the blog tab, or you can go to www.quiltcabanapatterns.com forward slash blog. You can find me on Twitter, at Quilt Cabana. You can find me on my business page on Facebook, which is under Quilt Cabana Patterns. You can find me on Pinterest under Sandy Caldwell. You can find me, where else? I'm sure I'm forgetting something. Oh, I'm on Instagram. I'm either Quilt Cabana or Sandy Caldwell on there too. I don't know which. I have too many accounts. So, um, find me, come talk to me, leave me a comment about the pot holder or mug rug swap, or say, hey, you know what, that's enough with the swaps, lady, we're done. Perfectly fine. No pressure here. And you can also find my patterns on, on um, Quilt Woman. You can find my patterns on Etsy, Quilt Cabana, pattern, um, Quilt Cabana Patterns there. You can find me on Craftsy, which is Quilt Cabana Patterns also. And check out, I think I will link the fall, uh, the fall patterns that I sell. I will probably link on this podcast post um, on the blog and also on Podbean where you can see all the fall patterns that are for sale that you could be making right now. Okay, everybody have a good and quilty couple of weeks, three, four weeks. I'll be back here. If there's something you want me to speak about specifically on the podcast, by all means, get in touch. 
and I would love to do that. So thank you again and have a nice quilty few weeks. Bye-bye.